plot twists. We're obsessed with them. In film, life and love, they turn up everywhere. It's that defining moment when a story, any story, takes you in an unexpected direction. I'm Tom, superhero buff and comedy lover. And I'm Fran, reality TV obsessive and true crime enthusiast. And we're from Now TV. And throughout this series, we're going to be interviewing TV and film stars, asking them all about their favourite plot twists, both on and off screen. So expect the unexpected and hopefully some behind-the-scenes nuggets that you've never heard before. Contain spoilers. Obviously. That's how it goes. Fran, Fran. Knows. They all suppose what they want to suppose. No? No, please. I mean, no. it's not a bad impression, to be fair, but you've been doing it all week. All I think week. the Cockney was better in that one than I've ever done before. It probably was, actually. So good Yeah, it was, it was the best. <laughs> the best, yet. It was a very low baseline. Oh, I am sick of it, though. I mean, but there's good reason for it, to be fair. Yeah, it's always relevant, Tom. I don't just do stuff out of nowhere. Anyway. Look, I'm singing Um Papa because this week we're talking about Twist which is a reimagined version of the classic Oliver Twist, where obviously Nancy sings Um Papa, hence me singing the song, It's Relevant, Give Me a Break. Fair, fair, fair. Mind you, though, if you're expecting a remake of the Mark Lester classic, it's probably going to be a little bit different, this one. Yeah, this movie couldn't be any more different to the original. It's basically like Oliver Twist meets Ocean's Eleven. And I think the thing that sums it up perfectly is Fagin's Den, for example, is in a cool Shoreditch warehouse with like arcade games and they're all wearing cool trainers and funky jackets. And I mean, it's honestly worlds apart from the original. Lots of free running, lots of free running in this one. Lots of like big London rooftop scenes, really, really different to the original. And the film's got some really big names. Rafferty Law is is playing Twist, but then you've got Michael Caine, you've got Lena Headey, Rita Ora and the super talented Sophie Simnet. What a cast. So what's really interesting is that they've actually swapped genders of a lot of the characters as well. So Bill Sykes in the original is played by Lena Headey. And then you've got the artful Dodger is played by Rita Ora. So they really have taken kind of the loose theme of Oliver Twist and completely flipped it on its head. Yeah, I mean, it's very much a modern interpretation of, of the original. But also, Fran, you've got a bit of history with Twist, haven't you? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, The opening number isn't too far from my early amateur dramatics career. (laughs) (laughs) Which clearly took off. Which clearly um, took a a nose turn, took a nose dive, I suppose, after. Um, So I played Mrs. Bumble. So you know the opening scene with, please, sir, may I have some more? How could you forget? Mr. and Mrs. Bumble are like, Absolutely not. And uh, yeah, so I, I played that at the grand old age of 13 years old. So you, you were basically stood on the sidelines bickering. <laughs> Couldn't be further from where I am today um, or not, as the case may be. But we're really lucky this week because we've actually got two for the price of one. So we were lucky enough to speak to two of the stars of Twist. Yeah, it's a bit of a plot twist special, actually, isn't it? Two interviews in, in one. So we got Rafferty Law playing Twist, as we said earlier. And we've also got Sophie Simnet playing Red. So uh, starting with Raph. This is his first feature film. You may recognise the name. He is a son of Jude Law, in fact, but a super talented young actor. This is a big break for him. It could be really exciting to kind of hear what he thinks about that. So it's probably worth noting before we kick off the interview that when he joined um, our video call, that he was wearing 
the most amazing shirt. It was this sort of yellow printed number of all the things that Tom could pull off. That shirt is certainly not one of them. <laughs> so true. I can't really argue with that. <laughs> and on that note, let's uh, let's go to our first interview with Rafferty Law on Plot Twist. Before we start this interview, I've got to say, actually, obviously we're doing this via Zoom. What mm-hmm. a shirt you've got on. That is, oh, thank you. That is a great <laughs> shirt. That is a nice shirt, shirt, isn't it? <laughs> um, how are you doing now? How's this year treating you? Yeah, I'm, I'm really good, actually. I've been, obviously, I've been really excited to kind of get up and running on the Twist Press and get it out for people to see. And I mean, I know it's obviously it's a crazy time for everyone and, and people have been hit hard over the last few months. But I'm just I've been trying to just stay as positive as possible, um, keep myself as busy as possible, whether that's kind of writing songs or learning scripts or watching TV or film. There's been loads of great TV and film out for people to watch and doing a load of exercise. So, I mean, I'm feeling positive and I'm feeling really good. Um, and the last couple of weeks have been busy and I, I'm, I'm really in, enjoying speaking about Twist and kind of getting people excited to watch it. Because it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Because we saw like last week, James Bond, that's been delayed yet again. You've had yeah. to wait some time to actually get this, get this out. Yeah, it has. It's been a while and it's a funny one because it's my first feature film. It's my first big film and I was so excited when I was filming it and I had the best time and it went really, really quickly. And then I went back in ja- end of January 2020 to pick up, do a few pickups and a few extra stunts and stuff. And yeah. this was the last kind of day of production. And I remember people had started kind of speaking about coronavirus and how it had started kind of spreading around the world. But at that point, it was very much, um, mm. it felt like very far away, you know what I mean? And I remember leaving set and saying goodbye to everyone. And then within two weeks, I think the whole country was in lockdown. Um, Crazy. And then from there, it was like, obviously, my family were worried in a lot of different ways, like everyone was. But personally, at the time, I was like, oh, we've just finished Twist and it's meant to be coming out now at this certain point. And and then for a lot of the year, I was just kind of waiting to find out when we'd be able to get it out. Um, and I'm really happy that we've been able to get it out at this time. And I think it's a really good time for people to see the film. I think um, it's an uplifter. Um, it's a family film. And I think right now... People need a bit we need of positivity. Need a bit of positivity. They need some kind of some fun laughs. Do you know what I mean? Not taking stuff too seriously at home because I think there's a lot to be to be for people to be fearful of. But I think also it shows in times like this how things like music and film and TV can really help people. It's real escapism for people at the moment, isn't it? Like mm. these sort of things become even more exciting because people are looking for new things to watch and, and new things to do with their family together at home. So uh... definitely. And, and also as well, I think Twist is a lot in the outdoors. It's on rooftops. You see a lot of London and and I feel like I've I've missed being able to walk around London. I've missed being able to mm. kind of see the little spots that we all spend all our times. And, and what, watching Twist Back made me realise how great London is and how lucky we are to be in such a great city. Um, so I think right now for people who don't have much to do or, or are feeling a bit down to slap Twist on, and be immersed in kind of this new London world is is a really great great thing. It is a good distraction. I mean, I couldn't do some of those scenes. They were like, I'm scared of heights, man. And it was just it was <laughs> just on those rooftops. I was like, oh, don't jump off there. What are you doing? <laughs> but, um, we'll, we'll we'll get onto that in a moment. Um, 
We've, also, we've got like sort of a fun feature, random question generator, a chance to sort of get to know you a little bit. We thought we'd have a little bit of fun there, then we'll we'll dive into Twist. How about that? Sure, let's do it. Yeah, great. So we've got a little uh, little question to just kickstart, find out a bit more about you, what you're into. So our question is, if you could take the place of and become one TV character for a week, who would it be and why? Ooh, I would become the Mandalorian because he wears armour, which is literally the strongest armour in the galaxy. I'd be able to be in Star Wars land for a week and carry around Baby Yoda with me. The dream. Baby Yoda under the arm, what's not to love? Baby Yoda (laughs) under, you know what I mean? I'm a big Star Wars fan. um, And over the last few months, I really got into The Mandalorian. And I just think the way it's it's written and shot is really, really cool. I think it's a great um, nod to the the 80s classics. I think they really got the humour and stuff bang on there. Um, so yeah, I think being the Mandalorian for the week would be full of adventure, full of missions, and I'd be, I'd be definitely on it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Love that. Let's go to a plot twist question, actually. You, you kind of alluded to the music and how much of an influence that has on you and obviously in, in your career as well. And not to mention the modeling that you've done. We, we talk about plot twists as sort of almost a surprise that, you know, someone's career and like, like, something happens and suddenly it's a big change and, you know, go in a different direction. With this being your first feature film, Twist, is that a surprise? Was that always going to happen, do you think? I think in some ways it was a surprise. I don't think it was always going to happen. I mean, I've always loved being a part of school productions at school, being in school plays. I I always loved kind of making my own short films with my friends. And then as well as that, I always loved kind of doing my music and performing on stage and being a part of a jazz band. And I was in the choir at school for a bit as well. So, I, I mean... I've always really wanted to be a part of something like the production of Twist. And I think it was when I was a bit younger, I did a few auditions and kind of got close to some roles and then they didn't work out for me. And I'm kind of happy that that happened because I think it taught me in the years where I was just kind of focusing on my music. It gave me that time to really make the decision for myself that I really wanted to kind of commit and do some work on on my acting, do some acting coaching, do some vocal work, do some movement, really push myself. And then when the time was right to really try and audition for some some great roles or great productions and just kind of start from there. And I auditioned for a load of different things and some of them I really wanted and some of them I just took as kind of extra practice. And when this came along, it was something that, I don't know what it was at, at the time, at the kind of state of mind I was in and where I was just in my life, I just felt like, this was the moment that I could really grasp. And if, if I put in the work, I knew that at the back end, I'd be really happy with myself. Mm. And I think it surprised me how much fun I had doing it. I really, really had like the best time and I felt really comfortable. I felt really confident. And I think that was um, a real thanks as well to the team involved in the production from like the director, the producers, the makeup and hair artists, the security, the cast, like everyone was so lovely. And it was like a big family. So I think, at the time, it just felt right. And then from then, like the work I put in and the kind of tips I got off the director and, and my acting coach really helped me to, to solidify that. And then I just felt ready to do it. And, and then from after I did all the prep, when I was actually on set, I felt really, really comfortable and happy. And I wasn't really thinking too much about the role because I felt like I'd done all the pre-prep and now it was just time for me to, me for, to kind of let it all out. Well, being opposite Michael Caine, for example. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, casual. I mean, working opposite Michael was, um, it was amazing. I mean, I learned so much from him. He has a real kind of um, 
relaxed aura about him, which makes you feel relaxed. And I think those people that are really welcoming and, and makes you feel comfortable when you're in an environment, like when you're about to be on camera, like having someone like that around makes you feel really, really mm. chilled. And then also, on the other hand, seeing him kind of go from that kind of relaxed, chatty, fun personality to then when we're about to do a scene to really switch into the character and be super focused and take your time with it. I just really learned a lot from working opposite him and, and getting to know him as well. He's such is a lovely guy. Is there ever a moment in the scene where you're, you know, there's other dialogue taking place and you're there and you're like, damn, I'm opposite like Michael Caine, <laughs> Lena Hedges there. <laughs> Like, what the hell is going on? I mean... Yeah, I think definitely there's definitely um, moments, very quick moments. But I think because I was in my zone there and then, I think I had to kind of just block those out. Otherwise, you'd see me start going like. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's taking a step back. So Twist is based on Oliver Twist, sort of a really reimagined. And it's, it's so different from sort of the film that a lot of us would have grown up and seen. And obviously a lot of people are invested in a character like Oliver Twist. So is mm -hmm. there sort of more pressure playing a reimagined version of that character? Or is it a bit more flexible because it is so different from the original? It's a tricky one because I think obviously when a story or a, or a film has such an iconic original and the book itself as well, like I, grew, I read Charles Dickens at a young age at school, there's always going to be comparisons and people who are always going to favour that original. And I think that was something that definitely crossed my mind. But at the same time, the thing that excited me a lot about this script and this story was that it was very much a reimagination of and an adaptation mm. of as opposed to just a remake. I think mm. it was exciting for me that it was set in modern day London because I grew up in London and it's a place that I love and have been a part of my whole life. And I think the dialogue really, I really like the dialogue. I think because it is very different to the original, but then it has kind of the essence of the story and the, of the kind of the, the lost orphan who wants love and a family. And then this kind of gang of thieves come in and use his, his want for a, that mother figure almost against him. And they use uh, Red in, in our version to really get him involved in Fagan's gang. And then he kind of realises that some of these people aren't really the people they're saying and kind of builds a lot of confidence in himself to then take charge. And it's a real journey of twist that you see in the original and in this, where he kind of goes from this shy, insecure boy who doesn't trust anyone to someone who really has confidence in himself. Mm. And I think the fact that, yeah, the fact that it was a real switch up, a real twist on the original made me really excited because I felt like I could make Oliver my own Oliver, if you know mm. what I mean. And yeah. like, he's slightly... He's slightly older in this than he was in the previous ones. And obviously he's a, a runner, he can climb, he's a graffiti artist. So there are a lot of different things that I could kind of bring in that obviously aren't there in the classic. And like, I've got a lot of friends that do art and paint and do graffiti. So I kind of learned kind of tricks of the trade from them when I was prepping That's and cool. I really enjoyed that. And then going out and doing parkour training, I was lucky enough to work with Sebastian Foucault, who is like the, the parkour kind of founder. He's one of the first free runners. And he did a lot of the stunts for James Bond. He's in Casino Royale. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, so having him teach me his kind of like ethos of this skill that he'd created with his friends in France years ago, got me really kind of focused on the role as well, because obviously Twist grew up living on a rooftop, climbing around London. So all of a sudden, when I started doing this training, I'd be walking around central London. I'd be like looking up buildings, being like, yeah, Twist would just climb that straight away. And then in my head, I'd go, should I climb it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I mean, your, your steps would have been pretty high. You know, the amount of running you yeah. did on set. 
Yeah, lots of, <laughs> lots of running. It was good. When you're just walking around now, are you ever just tempted? So, I mean, the thing is, it's funny. I think, obviously, this is my first role, but what excites me about acting as well and, and being a part of film and TV is you take on these roles or these characters, these personalities, and they'll normally kind of have a skill or something that you kind of have to take on board for yourself that you probably don't know how to do. Mm. And that, that helps you, I think, also get into the mind and the kind of um, thought process of the character you're playing. But, I mean, it was really great for me to be able to pick up a new skill. And I've, the funny thing is, is once you finish the film, obviously you go from this intensive training and, and, and yeah. trying to become really good at this one niche thing to then probably not ever doing it again. Because um, obviously I wasn't doing coaching three times a week once we finished Twist. But I still do have a few moves that I can pull out the bag every now and again, <laughs> which, I, which I can't really do in my flat, which is where I spend most of my time right now. I probably end up breaking or pulling a muscle. <laughs> A good, a good party trick once we get back to normal. Yeah, I've got a couple of handstands and stuff like that that I can, I can keep. Particularly <laughs> at the moment when everyone's out, our main form of entertainment is going for a walk. I imagine yours are even more entertaining than most, to be honest, with a bit of parkour <laughs> thrown in. Um, yeah. We just wanted to ask you another plot twist question. Um, obviously, coming from quite a high-profile family, people must have always taken an interest in you from sort of a young age. And obviously now you've got your own career, Um but is there any sort of surprising fact that people don't know about you? No, but a surprising fact that people don't know about me. Well, I'm sure there's probably loads. I need to choose one. Um, a surprising <laughs> fact that people don't know about me. Uh, I used to play football f uh, for Portsmouth Academy when I was 12. And then I had trials for South England, which I didn't get. Wow. And that was as far as my English uh, football career got. <laughs> That's really cool. Wow. I mean, I'm a Southampton fan, so I'm a bit, I'm not sure on the Portsmouth link, but apart from that. Um, well, I mean, I was with play. Portsmouth and they went into liquidation <laughs> and we got let loose. So it was very, it was very short lived. But yeah, there's, there's a fun fact. Oh, interesting. That's really cool. That's really cool. We've got another plot twist question. It's more around sort of people. Is there anyone sort of behind the scenes that has been an unlikely sort of source of inspiration for you that perhaps people will be surprised to know about that has, you know, helped you, guided you? Um, I mean, I think my older brother, um, we've got different dads, but he's like, he's like my best friend and my older brother. I think he's been someone ever since I was a kid. I've always been someone with um, a lot of energy. And I think when I was really young I was a ball of energy always trying to run around and do this and my older brother's really patient and um always kind of I guess was keeping me in check really but he um he's taught me a lot growing up and like me and him have just been really close and whether it's in music or or film or everything I've always gone to him for a lot of advice just in the lifestyle kind of aspect and he's he's always been uh, a real inspiration to me as well as that I'd say my granddad me and him were like super close from a very young age and he really helped me find my and painted my imagination from a young age which I think is one of the reasons why I love writing music and being a part of these kind of film and tv productions so much is because from a young age he'd take me up if we were on holiday or I was staying with him and my grandma he'd take me off on these adventures and really like bring me into my own um, world which was and I've got so many great memories of that and I think from a young age I always really wanted to create worlds and create stories and I, I kind of give that to my granddad and my grandma oh that's lovely it's nice that you're able to kind of do that via you know your first feature film and obviously there'll be more to come 
We mentioned about Michael Caine earlier. Obviously, there's some other uh, big names in Twist. Uh, Lena Headey, there's even Keith Lemon, that's like, well, Lee Francis, uh, depending on how he goes at the time. Yeah. Um, what was it like working with those guys on set? I mentioned behind the scenes, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so much fun. I think it's, it's such a funny one for me because you see all of these people on TV and film and, and know them from the things you've watched. And then when you're actually there working alongside them, it feels really surreal. But again, it was really helpful for me and just refreshing that all these people were so made me feel so comfortable and were so chatty and I just got on really well with them. Lee was hilarious to be around. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. And 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 I and just like kept me laughing always. Do you know what I mean? I think the first time he came on set, it was a really early start time and it was really really cold. And this is the scene just at the beginning where I've got like ripped trousers and uh, yeah, 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 and my yeah. box and I'm wearing boxes and it was really <laughs> really cold. But he was just making me laugh and that, that just kept me warm because I was laughing so much. Yeah. Um, and me and Lena got on super well. We'd have really great chats in the morning in the makeup chair, kind of about music we've been listening to and um, things we've been watching. And I think it's just really nice because you get to know these people on a real personal level throughout filming because you're all there every day, you know what I mean? Six days a week, um, early starts, late finishes. I really, I really enjoyed the routine of it all, um, getting up and kind of going in and being involved with the same people every day. I really loved it. Um, you can kind of see that when you watch a film, that the certain films you watch, and especially with this, you can just tell the cast are going to get on. There's just, yeah. you know, like behind the scenes, you can really see that Definitely. with this. I think that was important for the film as well, because I like one of the real main themes of the film is family. And, um, and Twist, of course, is, has lost his family. And I think he's definitely found himself in a mentality where he thinks he doesn't need anyone. He doesn't want anyone to help him. And then, obviously, as the film progresses, you realise that maybe Fagan's intentions aren't completely genuine, but that some of the younger kids are. And they, they really are a family in themselves mm. because they don't have any parents. They, they, they kind of find that relationship all together because they're all orphans. Um, and I think it was really helpful for us off camera that we all got on so well and had great banter and, and got on and really understood each other and, and the kind of the characters that each of us individually were, took on and wanted to create. I feel like they all gelled very well together. And like you said, I think on camera you can see that everyone's having a good time and, mm. and, and is getting on. You really so can. I think that I think that's really important for the film because because it is about family, it's about friendship, and it's about those those um the what, the real friendships and maybe the ones where sometimes there's an ulterior motive. Well, Raflik, thank you so much for today. It's been great, but we are running out of time, unfortunately. Oh, um, but it's been great chatting to you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, and have a nice day. I really enjoyed that. That was great. That was our first interview on Plot Twist with Rafferty Law. What a guy. Nice guy. Nice guy. And I tell you what, you could tell with his first feature film, as we said, such enthusiasm and pride at wanting to talk about it and explain all the nuances. I really felt that. I mean, is there anything that he can't do? So he's turned his hand to modelling, he's a musician, and he's now an actor. Of course, as well, he's he's added football into the mix, we found out with this plot twist. football as well. The guy can do everything. Uh, he's probably very, very good at parkour now as well. Now he's had the training. Yeah, just bust out some parkour out on my daily walk. Why the hell not? I, I really would be terrible at that. 
So obviously he touched on there some of the huge, huge names that are in this film. So Michael Caine. Nina Headey. And actually we pick up on our interview with Sophie in a bit more detail about what it was like to work with some of those really famous faces. And that brings in our next interview, Sophie Simnet, who plays Red on Twist. But you may also know her from The Lodge that was on Disney and more recently, Daybreak on Netflix. Uh, she is a super talented actress. And um, as we know, I like to give a little bit of a setup before we join the interview. And it's worth oh, noting again with this interview, you may see there's a running theme with some of the people that we speak to, <laughs> that Tom feels the need to try and sort of befriend and make our guests feel at ease by referencing a bizarre, tenuous link to when he's been in the same room with them before. And this one was a belter. Yeah, it wasn't quite like that, but let's get to it. It's so good. Oh. Let's waste no more time and get straight to the let's good not. stuff. This is Sophie mm. Simnet on Plot Twist. Thanks, Brian. Hey, Sophie, welcome to Plot Twist. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I actually saw you at the Tate Modern last year. I think it was February. Uh, you were rocking a pretty fancy fedora. Um <laughs> This is where uh, you pretend to remember Tom. Yeah, no, you, she, <laughs> oh she won't guy. remember. No, no. Yeah. I'm more yeah, embarrassed we, about we the fedora. Speak, friend, so that, that point isn't, that's not valid. But um, <laughs> you're rocking the fedora and promoting Twist. Then obviously, you know, lots happened since then, right? Yes, yes. I do. Sorry, I thought you meant the fedora I wear in the film. And then I was like, how come you were on set? But no, you were right. We were at, because we were, we filmed in the Tate as well. So there's just like a whole. Oh, did you actually? Yeah, there's the scenes oh. in the gallery we, we shot that at That was the actually tape. in the Tate? Yeah, so I was oh, just going amazing. through. I do remember you. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> um, Yes, sorry, what was your question? <laughs> well, no, just um, how has it been since then? Oh. I mean, obviously a lot has happened at that time. It's been, you know, it's been such an interesting time for the world, isn't it? I feel uh, none of my close family and friends were um, seriously ill, but I had, I did knew people who've lost people and it's just, it's so tragic, but at the same time, the world is learning so much from it. Um, mm. So it's a really interesting time. It feels crazy that we're living through something so huge, like yes. something yeah. that our grandkids, I know it's such a cliche to say, but like our grandkids would be like, you lived through the pandemic of 2020 um but yeah I mean I've sort of been locking down at my flat and doing a lot of I bought a hammock over summer and that basically saved my life nice yeah oh, lovely. if you haven't bought a hammock buy a hammock inside outside <laughs> the world's your oyster um, oh, that's a new one I haven't heard that one before <laughs> yeah it's you know I, I I was like I want to sit outside but my garden hasn't been done and I'm I've tried to garden. It's just the green fingers are not there, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> and so I bought this hammock and I basically would just like sit out there in the evenings and read or do work and have a glass of wine or like a little snack. Sounds and dreamy. it was great. Delightful. Yeah, pretty delightful. Brown, that sounds like your dream. <laughs> yeah, although I was that person that got into gardening in oh, lockdown. Oh, what did you grow? Although very, like for a few months it looked beautiful and then it hit winter and I just did nothing and then it was a bit of a, like it was carnage for the second lockdown but I'm good with that I'm good with that I embraced it in lockdown you one. did your bit you did your bit yeah <laughs> totally you've got the pictures it's all good you can memory <laughs> now obviously you're here to talk about twist congratulations yes. comes out on Friday obviously oh, it's been a wait to, for it to come out <laughs> yeah um, but before we kind of deep dive onto that we thought we'd throw a few sort of random questions at you just to kind of get to know you and it's all it's all good it's all good <laughs> promise i promise yeah, just just warm us up a bit get us to help us understand you a bit more get of to know course. you a bit better great cool um so our first one like on the subject of having been at home a lot more this year we've obviously all been watching a lot more tv and our favorite films what's your sort of go-to series or movie that you could just watch over and over again jurassic park 
It's <gasps> straight in magic. Like <laughs> there wasn't even a second to think then. No, because why should there be when Jurassic Park is out there being magic? <laughs> I love dinosaurs, um, and I I just I do you know I was really late to the late to. I only watched it for the first time two three years ago, and I've watched it maybe like four or five times because I don't want to overdo it. But there is. Like the idea that people went to the cinema and saw that film and saw that kind of CGI and seeing a dinosaur at the cinema just blows my head. And I feel like the film still captures that kind of magic. Like no other mm. film I really feel. The only other film like that, I think, is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in terms of magic. You know, like when he walks into that chocolate room and you think, I can eat everything in this room. That is the kind of magic we need in the world. <laughs> Hang on. Are we talking Goldblum or Chris Pratt? Which Where, where are we going here? I'm talking old. I'm talking original. The Goblin. original. Yeah. The original. Yeah. The OG. Okay. okay. Yeah, the OG. Let's not, nice. yeah, let's just focus on the, on the classics. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. I think there's like, I'm quite obsessed with Jurassic Park as well. There's something really fascinating about sort of the mix of like dinosaurs and combining them into theme parks. And it was, yeah. I remember watching it originally and I was like initially petrified of it, but now I just love it. Yeah, well, I was quite scared. I don't do horror films or scary films because... I just can't. It stays in my brain for too long. But I was quite concerned about it being scary. But it, it's, it's not. <laughs> it, it's just like thrilling. But yeah, it's it's such a special film. On the subject, maybe of kind of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Our next random question is: What is your go-to snack? It's the afternoon, feeling a bit peckish. What's the go-to? I love snacks. I am very take pride in my <laughs> snack cupboard. It's like. Like, if I can provide my friends one thing when they come over, it's a solid snack. Um, well, go-to snack. I mean, I'm a chocolate fiend, so I do like Tony's chocolate, if you've had it. The, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure I have, actually. I don't know what kind of black magic they put in there, but it tastes like <laughs> heaven. Um, if you haven't had it, um, Tom, you should try it, because it's... I'm not, like, I'm missing out. a campaigner for it, but it's incredible. Um, I do like chocolate-covered cashews, if I'm feeling bougie, like, um, <laughs> or, I don't know, everything. That's a great array of snacks. Uh, I just had a Reese cupcake. It was really Ooh, good, but You yeah. know what? Delightful. I have these ones <laughs> right here. Ooh. Oh, yeah, because they're... They're vegan, I think, or something. But they're dark chocolate, but they are incredible. Pippin' nut ones. Yeah, they look a bit more fancy. They are a little bit fancy. <laughs> they opened a Whole Foods um, near where I live, and now I feel like I'm, I feel really fancy, but I actually can't afford it, so I need to stop going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's ask you a plot twist question. This is the Plot Twist podcast. Um, you obviously have quite a big sort of social media following and quite a dedicated following as well. Um, but if there was something about you that might be a surprise fact, a plot twist fact about, about you, what might that be? Gosh. Um, and it could be anything. Well, it's funny because I don't really put much of my personal life up. So I guess lots of things might be a plot twist. I, I recently got my motorcycle license. I don't know if that's wow. a... Yeah. That's pretty cool. I don't know. Was that a fun fact? Yeah. I yeah, did that's it. a bit of a fun fact. I like that. Yeah, because I... I <laughs> basically, I, yeah, I wanted a way of getting around, around London that wasn't a car. And I got it. And... Yeah, I can drive a motorbike, which is pretty fun. Oh, you could go, like, across America. You could do all sorts. Yeah. I mean, I was planning to go to the corner shop, but we can go to America, too. <laughs> like, we can we can map out the geography. Baby steps, right? We'll build Baby it up. Step, we'll build yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> like it. That's a good one. I like that. So, moving on to Twist, obviously. It comes out this Friday. You must be absolutely buzzing about it. 
So take us back to the start when you first got the script through. What was it about working on something like Twist that made you sort of excited to be part of? I was so excited from the beginning. I remember getting the audition through and being like, Michael Caine, Lena Headey, like, and Oliver Twist. like Big names. Yeah, huge names. And, and usually that's not something that necessarily will turn a job around, you know, if, you know, if it's... It's always about the script, but in this case, I grew up with the Oliver film. My mum had the vinyl and she would play it, like, the musical of it was always in my head. Um, and it was one of the VHSs I, like, solidly watched, um, along with John and Chocolate Factory, really plugging this film today. Um, <laughs> but um, so the idea of being in any sort of adaptation of that was exciting. And then when I read the script and I saw that the changes they made to Nancy's character, my character, Red, um, was so exciting to me on so many levels, partly because she is much more empowered. She isn't, you know, the the fatal destiny that she receives in the first film mm. isn't the same here. And she is an essential part of the gang in that she is the one who is the best at parkour and she is the one who can get them out of the situations and she fights the guys in the pub. And, you know, it's... And then with the gender swaps with Lena and Rita, that was also exciting to me too because the way that they're written in the film isn't just like oh here's a male character we'll just whack a female actor on and make it woke like no it's it's the characters are adapted to have amazing powerful feminine qualities and that's really important in filmmaking when we're trying to be progressive and um represent the world so yeah it, it was so much of it a draw drew me to the project I was going to ask, how did you work through that with Lena? Like you say, that kind of gender reversal in the sort of new reimagined version and that very different dynamic, actually, in, in Twist versus the original. Did you sort of have a conversation of how you were going to sort of manage that relationship between the two of you? Do you know what? I, I don't know if we did, like, uh, necessarily. We talked a lot about it. Um, it was exciting to me that, that Red was bisexual and that it wasn't sort of pointed out in a way of, like... <gasps> And, you know, it's like the big reveal. It was just a part of her character. And, and mm. that was important to me when we were filming it as well, especially when it's revealed that she's with Lena's character too. It was really interesting to work out how to portray it because clearly it's a very tragic relationship that she has with Sykes. And there is a lot of manipulation. There is a lot of uh, control. And, you know, she's pretty almost violent with her at times. And so it was about how to approach that in the right way. Mm. And also acknowledging the fact that Bill Sykes originally rapes and murders uh, Nancy in the original story. So the way that we did it in the film, I think, worked out well because it was enough to show that Red is a, you know, we see her as this badass, cool London girl, but at the same time, she's very vulnerable and she's going through a lot. And I thought that was dealt with really well, I feel like, in this era of amazing movement of having more female characters, a lot of the time they're just sort of superheroes and they can't do no wrong. And what attracted me to Red was that she is all of that, in that she's a human, she is superhero mm. in her own way, like the way she dresses and she fights crime and she's like, you know, a criminal. But at the same time, she is in this very complicated relationship and she's very vulnerable and she doesn't want to open herself up. It's almost that conflict which makes it modern in a way because, yeah. you know, we talk about that sort of portraying a certain way, but actually there is that vulnerability as well. I thought that was quite unique. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about, obviously, the big name stars there. What 
I think you said before about uh, Michael Caine saying about always having a cheese toasty. But <laughs> aside from that, what, what kind of things did you learn from those guys on set? Oh, so much. I like Michael is just so wonderful and calm and warm and professional and grounded. It was so special to work with him. And he's just, you know, he's such a living legend. And it's, he's a man of such calibre. It was really funny. I was a bit a bit shy and a bit nervous to meet him. But yeah, Rita wasn't. Right? And Rita, like, came in and was, like, <laughs> quick-firing questions. And she was, like, it was so funny. She was, like, so what was it like working on this person's film? And um, did, you, did you blow the, blo- the bloody doors off? And how Straight did you do in. this? And it was just so great <laughs> watching them. It was, like, my favourite relationship unfold. And they just got on so well. They were such a funny pair. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, uh, watching Lena was incredible because she's a creative across all the boards. There were scenes which I could, we were talking about and she was sort of talking about her directorial approach to things and um, because she's started directing and producing and it was so inspiring to me to see someone who I respect so much and has so much talent manage themselves on a set. Like, I feel like that's essential learning, just watching people Mm. and having, I feel very, Mm. very privileged to have seen people like Michael and Lena on sets doing their thing. Like, that's... You know, mm. you, you can't learn that stuff in a book. I It was kind of amazing. Sometimes I was like, wow, here I am. Michael is wearing a moustache and I'm in a nurse and I'm wheeling him around <laughs> yeah. Shoreditch. Okay, cool. <laughs> wow. You're a bit like, am, am I having an out-of-body experience here? Is this actually happening? It's Michael Caine. Yeah, it's Michael Caine. <laughs> and, you know, we had so many funny stories and... <laughs> Michael didn't want to get out of his wheelchair. And so I ended up sort of wheeling him around London quite a lot. <laughs> and to the point where I wheeled him to a coffee shop once. And I was like, you can get out, Michael. And he was like, I'm all right. And I was like, I guess I am too then. <laughs> we'll just carry oh, on as we are. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a story when you come home to your family. What did you do today? Well, I was actually, uh, yeah. you know, wheeling Michael Caine around. I know, I know. And my dad is such a big fan. Like he loves him and so I would tell him these and he'd get he was like you have to get his autograph and I was like I can't I've got to play it cool dad like I can't <laughs> <laughs> now before we um go on to two more plot twist questions uh obviously twist is very centric around London and how was that for you oh amazing like I I, I never filmed anything in London before and I'm oh, really? born, yeah no because it's, it's quite rare because it's very difficult for you know licensing it's quite a small Really, right. Like, you know, small city with a lot to cover. And so I hadn't, yeah, no, I hadn't mm. filmed anything in London. And London born and bred, love it, favourite city in the world. Um, so it was so exciting to be able to work from home. And, like, now, obviously, I'm like, oh, I wish I could go away. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit of a love letter to London in some ways. And I, it is. you know, I love watching films set in London that you can recognise places in, you know, like Notting Hill and then Top Boy and play, and films and shows like that where you're like, oh, I know that, that's Labrook Grove. Like, you know, mm. I, I don't know why, it just mm. makes you feel more connected. And so I was really excited to be a part of a film which maybe someone could do that too. <laughs> so we want to just ask you another plot twist question. So when we talk about plot twists, it's all about things that are slightly unexpected. So one of our favourite questions to ask people is, is there any person in your life to date who's been quite an unexpected influence on you? Wow, that's such a nice question, but a very hard one. (laughs) 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 Unexpected influence. Um, I was about to get carried away then. Or someone who's sort of inspired you or... 
there's so many like, act actors that inspire me, like people like Maxine Peake, who do a lot of theatre and film and sort of manage it in such a graceful way. But and I know this is going to sound a bit lame, but I'm going to say it because here I am. Just like <laughs> people inspire me. Like I am such a people watcher. And particularly in the pandemic, like watching how people reacted to this and like even just getting your coffee mm. and going on your walk. Oh, do you know who does inspire me? Louis Theroux. There we go. Louis Theroux. I've been listening to his <laughs> Gotta podcast. Gotta love Louis. Gotta love Louis. And I've been listening to his podcast recently and they are incredible. And he just his choice of interviewees are brilliant. They're such such a wide range. I don't know if you've listened to them too, but it's amazing. Like his one with Michaela Cole and Miriam Margulies and like you just complete all different walks of life. And as a human and as an actor, I'm like a sponge with that. I want to hear everything and I want to know. It's just so fascinating to me. And I've loved all of his documentaries and they, you know, when you have, as an actor, you have to access emotions or situations that mm. you've probably never been in. And someone who's a really good documentary filmmaker knows how to make you feel. He draws the stories out, doesn't he? He draws those stories out in a way that people can, even if it's very different to their own world, can relate to the kind of emotions in them, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. But not provoking either, actually. I think he can could, he could speak to anybody in any circumstance. It's just not provoking. It seems it's to sort of incredible. cut through. It's yeah. really unique, actually. He's got that sort of like humble innocence that you, you watch him ask people these questions and, and they reply like the ones when he went to America and he was dealing with like murderers and people who'd committed crazy crimes and they're like well you know actually like I do like knitting in my spare time and you know they're like telling you all these stories and you're like how has this happened and we've got uh, one more plot question for you I usually we ask it around careers and is there like sort of a defining moment um but I suppose in many ways you're you're just starting out right but you've you've had the big Netflix series you've got this big release on, on Friday with twist what what does what what are the future goals what what's next for you what would you like to do gosh um I'd like to do <laughs> whatever people offer me <laughs> <laughs> no I'm joking I, I I feel very grateful to be where I am having done the work I have with the people I have like I, it really kind of blows my mind sometimes surreal situation to be in but I would just love I would just love to make more films like film is really where my heart is at and theatre um and and now that sort of tv is merging into this tv film hybrid that's sort of mm. happening it's really exciting time to be in the industry I think because so many opportunities now for actors so many opportunities and and so many different ways of telling stories and and yeah i mean i would just love to continue to you know pan as many of those sectors that i can and like my aim would be at some point <laughs> it's just a, always a, a personal aim would be to play someone who has lived because i love the research side of acting because i'm a total nerd and i want to mm. get my highlighters out and i want to like textbook it out and so <laughs> it's always been that's like that's like something at the back of my head but not necessarily a goal you know it, it's, it's exciting because you never know what you're going to get through with auditions and it keeps it fresh and i'd love to go in and do some more directing and do that kind of side of things too i just i just love film i just want to do whatever i can to be involved in it that sounds great well, look, we've had a great time chatting to you. Thank you so oh, much. Thanks for so much for having me, guys. Good luck with so the lovely. film. I mean, you play a great part, so I'm sure it's going to do brilliantly. Thank you very much.
So big thank you to Sophie Simnet. What a lovely chat that was. How lovely is she? I know she was great and she's clearly like so committed to her craft and her talking there about how she really wants to be in roles where it requires a lot of sort of detailed research and really getting under the skin of characters is, is really, really interesting. I mean, personally, I was just thinking about a cheese toasty. Honestly, having a cheese toasty with Michael Caine, that is just life goals right there. <laughs> is that another one of your alternate reality sort of fantasies now? Uh, speaking of alternate realities, do you and Sophie want to hop on your motorbikes and tour around the US? Like, <laughs> I think you were getting a little bit carried away I wasn't, there, Tom. Hey, yeah, hey, let's just be very clear, Fran. I wasn't suggesting myself and Sophie. I was just saying that's something that she could do now because that's like the thing you do when you get a motorbike, isn't it? We just about got through the awkwardness of you being like, oh, I saw you in the Tate and your fedora hat and her being like, I literally have never seen you before in my life. And next minute you're suggesting you both tour around America on motorbikes. Honestly, sometimes I just you sit can't there give somebody a open mouth days, in shock. Mm. Mm. But look, on a serious note, it was amazing. Like when you hear it, <laughs> when you speak to these young actors around starting out their career and working with names like Michael Caine, like what a mentor they clearly are to them on set. Their own development though, isn't it? That's what it is. I mean, to have that experience with Lena Heaty, somebody who's been on one of the biggest shows of all time in Game of Thrones, and you've got Michael Caine with all his experience. That is phenomenal. And it is that tough balance of do you turn up and kind of play it cool with these famous faces or do you just go straight in and get to the good stuff? Like I loved hearing that. Rita Ora was just like, tell me about this, tell me about this, tell me about this and what about this? It sounds quite familiar, to be honest. Did you blow the bloody doors off? <laughs> yes, yeah, so, it was so good. You can just picture that. Talking of Michael Caine, actually, I think something we should say, he adopts a, a very unique Russian accent as part of a disguise in Twist. That alone is a reason to watch the film. Just, just putting it out there. Yeah, and, and part of that sort of disguise is him in this wheelchair with Sophie pushing him around. And I just in mentally am picturing the scene of them rocking up to like a London coffee shop, just casually being like, oh, two <laughs> yeah. flat whites, please. Like, sure, why not? <laughs> I love how he took advantage of that as well. I was like, yeah, just keep pushing me around. What did you do today? <laughs> oh, it was great. And, and I think as well, hearing her say about the people that inspire her and actually it's kind of people's everyday stories and drawing on people's experiences and and what they've learned from that and people's resilience i thought it was a nice sort of very different plot twist to something that we've had before so we haven't had that one before it was more of a, we haven't had that yeah she's got a curiosity to her that's quite unique so you know it was fab chatting to sophie and i'm sure she's extremely talented and i think there are going to be plenty plenty more um, amazing oh, opportunities that come her way and we're really looking forward to seeing her career fly even further in the future but in the meantime, Twist is out this Friday on Now TV. So go and watch that. Parkour. <laughs> Would you like a, a closing rendition of Umpapa or are we going to leave it there? I think we're going to leave it there. I think the listeners have, have heard your intro and they've, you know, they've Here stayed we go. on. Here we go. That's how it goes. <laughs> oh, I definitely don't want more of that. I oh, know. So, I haven't left the house in about three days.